Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2304 with a release date of Friday, December 24th, 2021 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST, a first-time activation of a South Pacific island. A solar probe touches the sun and Newsline's annual Christmas card to our listeners. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2304 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent weekly amateur radio news and bulletin service. Now reporting from Picayune, Mississippi, here is Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. We begin this week's report with a group of adventurous de-expeditioners. They've succeeded in activating a new island on the air in the South Pacific in a quest worthy of the 19th century science fiction masterwork Mysterious Island by Jules Verne. Here's Graham Kemp, VK4BB. It's not science fiction, but radio fact that the Manic Monkeys team of radio operators made a 600-kilometre journey this month from Bangalore, India, to Sao George Island, designated AS-177 by IOTA, activating the remote island for the first time. They'd gone in search of the fictional Lincoln Island that appears in Jules Verne's classic novels, but the adventurous hams with the callsign AT-7SJ were also in search of QSOs. Between December 3 and December 6, they logged 1,600 such contacts on SSB, CW and FT8 while camped in difficult terrain, according to team leader Madhu Prasad, VU3NPI. Madhu told Newsline of other discoveries, and I quote, The island had mysterious propagation conditions. The signals would go up and down like the tide and mysteriously close abruptly on all bands with S9 noise, end quote. Madhu said the team had been landlocked in India for two years by the pandemic and was still grieving the loss of the team's Elma, Dev, VU2DEV, to cardiac arrest. Now they can proudly add this uninhabited, thickly forested island to their earlier activations of St. Mary's Island, AS096, and Danish Cody Island, AS173. Madhu told Newsline the team unfortunately did not find mysterious Lincoln Island, nor did they locate the Aquaphone, the fictional wireless device used by Jules Verne's protagonist, Captain Nemo. They're leaving that quest and Lincoln Island for 2022. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB. With Solar Cycle 25 upon us, who isn't even a little bit obsessed with the sun? So this news from NASA is well-timed, as we hear from Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. NASA has announced a milestone moment in the life of the Parker Solar Probe. This year it reached the corona of the sun, a move into the solar atmosphere that is expected to yield more and more detailed insights into space weather. The U.S. Space Agency is commenting only now on the achievement, which happened last spring, three years after the probe's launch, following the publication of a recent paper in the Physical Review Letter, which discussed the latest chapter of the Parker probe's journey. NASA said the probe's entry into the super-hot corona meant it was, quote, flying into the eye of a storm, end quote. Once there, it studied solar wind and examined magnetic patterns known as switchbacks, which have their origins on the surface of the sun itself. The paper's lead author, Justin Casper, was quoted by National Public Radio as saying that entry into the corona lasted for several hours and was an expected and much-anticipated occurrence. The probe, which is built to tolerate more than 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit, is expected to re-enter the corona in January of 2022. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. YouTube once again provides an opportunity for those who missed an amateur radio event. This one is on open source CubeSats. Here's Ed Durant, DD5LP. 
If you missed a chance to attend the open source CubeSat workshop held virtually on December 9th and 10th, you can still view the two days of presentations by visiting the Libra Space Foundation channel on YouTube. This virtual workshop, held on Zoom, was its fifth iteration since its launch four years ago in Germany. The opening remarks by Arthur Schultz, DO4ALS, of the Open Source CubeSat Workshop Committee stressed the importance of open source CubeSats as a means of conducting small space missions. Developers and mission operators attended the online sessions to collaborate, compare notes and build community. As with previous sessions, attendees participated as members of research institutes, businesses, learning institutes or as individuals. See the link to the two-day of presentations in the text version of this week's script at arnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP. Some changes are in the works for Ireland's amateur radio licences. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, brings us up to date. Comreg, the Irish Telecommunications Agency, plans to introduce a new level of amateur radio licence at either a novice or entry level, targeting younger licence candidates in particular. Ireland presently has only one class of ham radio licence. The recommendation is outlined in the agency's recent statement on a strategy for managing the radio spectrum from 2022 to 2024. Comreg describes the rationale behind the introduction of the new licence, which would not require full knowledge of HAREC, that is the Harmonised Amateur Radio Examination Certificate. The document further states that Ireland is interested in, quote, nurturing, developing and deploying STEM talent, and the availability of a novice licence would enable the amateur radio service to act in the national interest, unquote. Some clarification would still be needed with respect to CEPT, which has separate definitions and suggested syllabi relating to entry, novice and full licences. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Japan's space agency is looking for hams to participate in the mission of a very tiny, ultra-tiny moon lander. John Williams, VK4JJW, tells us what's involved. The JAXA Ham Radio Club, JQ1ZVI, has a date with the moon in February and is hoping to take the world's amateur radio community along for the ride. The Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency, or JAXA, is looking for amateur radio operators to receive telemetry from the transmitters on board its 6U CubeSat, which it's calling Omotenashi. The 70-centimetre amateur band signals will be sent from both the orbiting satellite and the moon lander. Described as the world's smallest moon lander, it'll transmit on UHF only. Although there is a ground station in Japan at Wakayama, hams around the world will be asked to listen for the transmissions on 437.41 MHz. More details about the project and how to QSL the reception of transmissions can be found on the JAXA Ham Radio Club website. We're including a link to that in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm John Williams, VK4JJW. Are you ready for Contest University at Dayton Hamvention? Well, you still have a few months before it happens, of course, but don't let that stop you from registering. Contest University takes place at the Hope Hotel in Dayton, Ohio on May 19th, which is the day before Hamvention itself opens. Returnees will notice that this is a change of venue. It's closer to the Hamvention site at the fairgrounds in Xenia and will be the home of all official contesting activities. You can register and get more details at the website, Contest University. 
Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the K5ARC repeater in Gonzales, Louisiana, on Thursdays at 8.15 p.m. local time. Fearing radioactive transmissions from 5G mobile networks towers, people in the Netherlands may have placed themselves in greater danger by wearing what they believe to be protective devices. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, has that story. The very devices such as necklaces, bracelets and sleep masks that have made claims to shield people from what some fear is radioactivity from 5G mobile networks towers, according to Dutch officials, have themselves been emitting ionising radiation at hazardous levels. A report in the BBC says that the Dutch Authority for Nuclear Safety and Radiation Protection, ANVS, have issued a warning about the products telling people there could be long-term hazardous effects effects. The agency has ordered a halt to the sale of these devices. The BBC report quoted the World Health Organization's assertion that like amateur radio signals, 5G mobile networks make use of non-ionising radio waves that do not pose a danger, adding that they're similar to the 3G and 4G networks already in use. Some people fear damage to their DNA from such transmissions, and in extreme cases this has led to attacks on the transmitters and towers. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. A father and son in Washington State have been celebrating the holiday season ham radio style. Ralph Squalachi, KK6ITB, has that report. There's little question what might have been on Jacob Hoshar's Christmas list this year. The Washington State youngster had already celebrated having his first wish fulfilled, getting upgraded from technician to general class. That made KY7HAM a very happy 11-year-old indeed. Now he's ready for the world of HF and all of its adventures. The journey began a year ago when Jacob's school was shut down during the pandemic. He and his father, Andrew, studied together to become hams together and got their licenses one week apart from one another. Their father-son journey is documented on the YouTube channel set up by proud father K7OWN. One of the videos shows Jacob making his first contact via satellite. Now with his appetite sufficiently whetted for DX, he's ready to cross oceans and continents via radio and start filling that log. For this freshly minted general class operator, the world is his this holiday season. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ralph Squillacci, KK6ITB. In the world of DX, members of the Welland Valley Amateur Radio Society in the UK are using the following special call signs to celebrate Christmas in Market Harborough and saying farewell to 2021. They'll be on the air through December 31st. Be listening for GB1XMS on 30 meters using CW, GB2XMS on HF using SSB and FT8, GB5XMS mainly using data as well as CW and SSB, and GB9XMS using mainly FT8. CQRZ.com for QSL details. Be listening throughout January for special event station OZ50Q. Danish radio amateurs will be marking the 50th anniversary of Her Majesty Margareta II, the Queen of Denmark's accession to the throne. Send QSLs to OZ1ACB, Club Logs OQRS, EQSL, or Logbook of the World. 
Get ready for an international radio marathon called Russian New Year 2022. The Russian Union of Radio Amateurs, the Miller DX Club, and the Hamlog.online portal will begin the marathon starting at 0 hours UTC on December 25th and finish at 2100 UTC on January 14th. Call signs include, but are not limited to, RG22NY, RJ22NY, RK22NY, RL22NY, and RM22NY. For the full list, see the website mdxc.ru. The QSL manager for all the special call signs is RQ7L. Bob, PY6TV, and a small group of Brazilian radio operators will be using the call sign ZY6A from Friars Island, Brazil, between January 20th and the 23rd. Listen on all HF bands for all modes. And we end this newscast with a Newsline holiday tradition, a ham log instead of a Yule log. We again offer this much-loved adaptation of the Clement Clark Moore classic, as read by Jim Dameron in 8TMW. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the shack, the rig was turned off and the mic cord lay slack. The antenna rotor had made its last turn. The tubes in the linear had long ceased to burn. I sat there relaxing and took off my specs, preparing to daydream of armchair DX." When suddenly, outside, I heard such a sound, I dashed out the door to see what was around. The moon shone down brightly and lighted the night. For sure, propagation for the low bands was right. I peered toward the roof where I heard all the racket, and there was some guy in a red, fur-trimmed jacket. I stood there, perplexed, in a manner quite giddy. Just who was this stranger? Did it, da da did it? He looked very much like an FCC guy who'd come to check up on some bad TVI. I shouted to him, Oh man, QRZ! Hey, you by the chimney all dressed up in red! I suddenly knew when I heard sleigh bells jingle, the guy on the rooftop was jolly Chris Kringle. He had a big sack full of amateur gear, which was a big load for his prancing reindeer, transmitters, receivers for cabinets and racks, some meters and scopes, and a lot of coax. He said not a word, cause he'd finished his work. He picked up his sack and he turned with a jerk. As he leaped to his sleigh, he shouted with glee, and I knew in a moment he'd be QRT. I heard him transmit as he flew o'er the trees, Merry Christmas to all, and to all 73. <laughs> Reporting for Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Dameron, N8TMW. With thanks to AMSAT, the ARRL, the BBC, CQ Magazine, Comreg, Contest University, David Behar, K7DB, JAXA Amateur Radio Club, Madhu Prasad, VU3NPI, National Public Radio, Ohio Penn DX, QRZ.com, QSO Today, Radio World, Southgate Amateur Radio News, Space.com, ShortwaveRadio.de, YouTube, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You can write to us at newsline at arnewsline.org. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the News Desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Don Wellbanks, AE5DW in Picayune, Mississippi, saying 7-3. Merry Christmas, and as always, we thank you for listening. 
Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2021. All rights reserved.